you know, during the earnings parade here over the last couple of weeks, it was one that really stood out to me yesterday. I thought it was, or last week, I guess it was, it was outstanding. Simon Properties, the big mall owner, just blew everybody away on earnings. They raised estimates. They raised their dividend. I mean, this is an industry that was given up for dead Something good must be going on. Terry Montese is the founder and CEO of Trademark Property. And um, he's the doctor you call in when you need something fixed. And he joins <laughs> us right now. Doctor, <laughs> is, is the industry getting better? Well, you know, uh, I will tell you, David, we talked a couple of times during the COVID shutdown and how bad my peers and I thought it might be it never got nearly that bad and how quickly we thought it might possibly return it's returned much more quickly than that you know um so yeah it is things are pretty good right now that the question is that i think the smart uh, owners and and observers are asking david is this a some people call it revenge shopping you know is it just pent up demand being satisfied um or is there some sort of sustainability about it you know, one of the things that, that always seems to work, especially during the holidays, is short supply, whether it's it's uh, Beanie Babies or Pet Rocks or whatever's hot. You know, they run out of them. And, and so everybody has to rush out. Well, now this is just sort of self-imposed. We've got this supply chain problem. Yeah. That ought to get people off the couch and into the shopping mall, shouldn't it? Yeah, you know, I think it's happening, but I think obviously a lot of it's just that people are just tired of being at home. They probably got a little tired of never seeing anything when they bought it, and they just, you know, kind of want to get your subconscious is telling them, get me back to normal. And so I think there's, you know, been a lot of that going on. And one of the interesting things I've watched, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the department store business, but like Dillard's in particular has really been doing well. And, you know, I, you try to figure that out clearly revenge shopping pin up demand you know but why department store i think people think well you know i'm going to go somewhere where i know they have merchandise i think you think about a department store and there's going to be merchandise they may not have the exact thing you want but there's going to be merchandise i think the supply chain challenges may you know maybe telling people to go places like well, and target and you know, dillard's where where they say they're going to have some stuff for me to look at well, and plus, people didn't do shopping except absolutely necessary Amazon shopping or whatever, you know, for a year and a half, and they put on the freshman 15, or maybe they've been fortunate to have a Peloton and lost weight, but you can't wear the old stuff. You need some new clothes. Yeah, well, that's there's no question, and I think that's that pinup, very real, practical pinup demand. People are ha either, you know, having gone back to work three days a week, four days a week, uh, like in our case, um, or they're getting ready to go back to work in January or they're you know getting ready to go back to work December 1. A lot of big companies put things off. And there's no question they wore, they wore out their leisure wear and their athletic wear. And, you know, they're saying, okay, it's, now it's time. I can get back. I know I'm going to be going back to work. And as I think if a lot of people watch the numbers and you see the numbers are on a, COVID numbers are on a pretty precipitous, steep decline. And so people are starting to say, you know, well, I'm going to, yeah. not only am I going to be going back to work, but I'm, I'm probably going to even be going back to concerts and theaters and, you know, uh, shopping and restaurants. But you guys, I mean, trademark, you don't look at 
you know, the holiday selling season that's coming up. I mean, you're looking months out. You're looking years out when you're planning. You know, when you sure. redid Victory or Alliance or you know, Galleria is a work in sure. progress. So what do you see? The last time we talked, one of the things you told me is that a lot of retailers you didn't think were going to need as much space as they have in the past. Yeah. And, and that you were going to have to repurpose some of that. You also yep. said that, that consumers would be intolerant of boring retailers that there needed to be some excitement so the theme is still alive do you think yeah i I do believe again that like you said uh astutely that's a long-term theme i think that some of the even the boring retailers are getting uh more than their share of this pent-up demand revenge shopping and so you know my expectations are that Say we have this holiday season and some portion of 23 where the pent up demand is satisfied. And then at some point, I mean, some, pardon me, some portion of 22 and it may last into holiday 22. It may even last into 23, but it might be satisfied by the end of spring or summer. And then I think we go back to pre COVID trend, which means, okay, now the pent up demand isn't propping bricks and mortar retail up. And David, I think that it's likely that those same pre-COVID trends come back and that those boring retailers continue to trim their fleets or or shrink their actual footprint or both because in the omni-channel world, they don't need as many brick and mortar stores, but they do in fact need some brick and mortar stores, which is one of the one of the sort of answers that has come out of COVID is that pre-COVID you know, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen with online shopping versus brick and mortar. But the last couple of years, Omnichannel has become the obvious winner. It's not bricks and mortar or online. It's both and. And so there's going to be some need for brick and mortar. It's just going to be the good stuff and the good locations and the the tweeners are going to be the losers, in our opinion. But when you're filling out your, your, your great sort of live work place areas or play areas mm-hmm. or the victories or whatever. I mean, you're, you know, you have a something analogous to a target or Dillard's or whatever, but you're looking for the little entrepreneur who's got to, he and his wife have saved up and they're going to start the, you know, the silver store, the candle store, the special. And I, you know, if I'm that kind of an entrepreneur, I'm scared to death right now. I, I don't know that I want to do that. Because if the big guys don't know what's going on and what it's going to be like, I'm not. Those guys are going to disappear, aren't they? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned, so there's there's a, a good bit of entrepreneurial activity on, say, on the franchise front. But it's mainly service users, boutique fitness, personal care, wellness. Um, there's a lot of activity there. You don't see that much conventional retail you know, selling of actual goods, you don't see that much sort of small entrepreneurial boutique uh, stuff happening. What you do see in the retail business, David, is the digital, uh, digital DTC, digital to consumer or digitally native brands continuing to, to basically be seated uh, online. But then as they get customers and they figure out where their customers are, they need brick and mortar stores for Omnichannel. So really the, the digitally native companies are the ones that are, that we're really seeking out. And there's a number of those that you've seen even going public or 
raising raising money in the public uh, in the public space or you know raising debt um the Allbirds and the warby parkers etc so that's that's more of where the the what used to be the local entrepreneur boutique is it's more of what's filling those spaces are the digitally native guys well you guys i mean you guys have done a lot of retail and a lot of great retail over the last almost 30 years but i mean nobody's holding a gun to your head you don't have to do this and you've you've gone into multifamily and and other areas is that a safer area for you right now are you are you more interested in in areas other than just retail yeah so i I think you think about like you mentioned long term and we look at strategy if you were on my advisory board david we'd be looking at at demographics and trends and we'd be looking at supply and demand and you know in multifamily and industrial in particular, maybe life sciences, there's just not enough supply. Uh, and we have excess demand, therefore a lot of upward pressure on rents. But in retail, we generally have, you know, too much supply. And so there's just not a lot of excess demand. And so we, we see that the need for ground up um, retail being very, very, very minimal we think we'll be most of the ground up retail we'll be adding in the future day, but we'll be at the base of a office building or at the base of a multifamily building in a mixed use building. I don't see building a lot of, you know, we used to do mixed use projects with three or 400,000 feet of retail and then maybe 300 units of multifamily and a hundred thousand feet of office. And in the future, I think you might have 50,000 feet of retail, 30,000 feet of retail, 300 units of multifamily, you know, 80,000 feet of office. So they're just, I do, I do think there will not be that much ground up retail built. And most of the things we build will have multifamily or multifamily and office in them. You know, it's really interesting to hear you talk about multifamily because if there's one phenomenon that we've seen over the last 18 months, it is the single family home market has just taken off. I mean, you see it around here, especially but they're building in Salina. I mean, they're going to they're be crossing the Oklahoma border pretty soon. Yeah, that doesn't crazy. seem to be, it doesn't show any signs of stopping. And I thought maybe that was at the expense of multifamily. No, not really. There's just really pent up demand. We post 08, you know, the housing crisis, that was, that was deep. Oh <laughs> the, boy. The cracks, the cracks in that foundation were deep and it, it shut down. Um, I follow an economist, Peter Lineman. And he says there's still over a million uh, unmet, a million house unmet supply, uh, there are unmet demand. So there's we're short over a million, you know, housing units still post 08. Um, so we just haven't caught up. The lenders have been more conservative post 08. Everything has been more conservative. All underwriting has been more conservative. <clears throat> and then you get COVID where people have this, you know, all this time at home and they're just thinking about houses and they're thinking about homes and they're thinking about second homes and they're thinking about spending their life differently in the future. So that combination has really led us to have, you know, a real shortage of housing units and, you know, some are primary and some are second home, but no, I don't think, I don't think we're near uh, satisfying our, our completely satisfying our housing demand whether it's rental or um, 
or owned. All right, I, I'm I'm almost out of time, but I got to ask you one last question. What you always work on really neat things, <laughs> you know, nothing, no strip sitters for you. What, yeah. so what are you working on right now that really has your has uh, has your adrenaline pumping? Yeah, so we've got um, at our headquarters in Fort Worth on University. It's called West Bend. That's uh, it's in the it's in the University District near TCU, where where the best retail in Fort Worth is. We've got a project with ninety five thousand feet of retail and about one hundred eighty thousand feet of office there, and we bought the land next to it. And we're getting ready to add the 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 uh, highest end. We think the highest rent, best located, multifamily connected to our project as a part of our West Bend project and the boutique hotel. So we'll have a, we'll have a hotel multi office retail project right on. It's on the Trinity trail overlooking the zoo right by TCU on university. And that that's a, that's going to be very exciting. We're very excited. about That that. sounds like, that sounds like an, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. I don't don't know the, the demand was there in that spot, but by golly, it will be after you build. No doubt. No, it's it's the best it's the best location in Fort Worth. So I think there's demand for everything we build there. So we're we're privileged to be stewards of that piece of land. Look forward to doing something interesting there. All right. Well, I, I take you back to the way you began. Is that uh, it wasn't as bad as we'd feared. It's 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 better than we thought. That's no that's, a, that's a good thing to hear. Terry Montezzi is the founder and CEO of Trademark Property Company, and uh, it's always a great visit. Thank you very much, sir. You too, David. Take care of yourself. Thanks for more of a conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.